Hello, I'm Jo. And I'm Lubna. And this is In Orbits. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We are glad you're with us. This is a podcast for everyone inside and outside our business that talks about what's happening around the world and in our various industries. And that keeps us all connected and in each other's orbit. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're tuning in again, thank you and welcome back. So, Livna, how's your day been today? It's nice to do an interview with you. Likewise, Joe, it, it's lovely to connect with you. And I had quite a productive day. I went to work today. And uh, I think um, our episode today, which is on World Mental Health Day, is so relevant um, since we are all, you know, getting back to our routines. What do you think? Are you guys working from home or you are going to work a couple of days in a week? How How is it going for you in London? Yeah, so we have um, a hybrid setup at the moment. So we're in normally three days a week. Um, although I'm sure you've heard this week in the news, we are having issues with our petrol. We haven't got any drivers to deliver petrol to the petrol stations or Ouch. gas if you're in America. <laughs> um, so everyone has gone into panic mode and bought as much petrol as possible. And now there's none left. So um, numbers have been slightly more reduced this week just because people haven't been able to get into the office if they normally drive. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be in and and see the team and and get sorted and um, today we actually had a charity football tournament at our work which was great so we um, were playing for two um, veterans charities Blesma and Combat Stress Um, and it was great there was about 80 people that joined in um, that got to go so it was very wet and very cold so I'm sitting here trying to warm up but I had to dash back for the podcast but it should be a really interesting one I'm looking forward to speaking with Rebecca Absolutely, Joe, absolutely. And for our listeners, I think for a little bit of context, um, uh, I did a little bit of reading when, you know, you, you brought up this uh, theme and then, uh, you know, just, just for the convenience of listeners. Uh, so World Mental Health Day is actually celebrated on the 10th of October and it is for the over, the overall objective of World Mental Health Day is to raise awareness of mental health issues around the world and to mobilize our efforts to support mental health. And I think it's such an important topic. um, And I'm glad that this is now a recognized day um, globally. I think it's important for everyone to speak about and um, to everyone out there, have a good day. Um, There's always an ear that's here to speak to you um, and listen to anything. So don't forget that you're never on your own. And I think, um, Joe, I mean, I don't know if you would agree with me that mental health has become more important than ever before, especially during the global pandemic. And I think workplaces have become more cognizant and would you like to tell us something about what we're doing at KBR since you've definitely been here longer than I have? <laughs> um, so we have a few things. So one of our employee resource groups is OK Now, um, which a lady in the Leatherhead office launched, Kim Hull. Um, she has been um, instrumental to, I think, mental health in our office. Um, and right. she was the one that, that launched the ERG. So um, we have the support group there and that's now become a global initiative, which is great. Um, there's also a global, well, 
a mental health steering committee. So there's a team um, of employees around the world that get together um, and kind of figure out the best things that we can do for the company to help support them um, and our employees, which is brilliant. And, and leading on to this episode, um, we've got a lady in from Equilibrium, which mm-hmm. is a mental health app that we launched last year. Um, and she's kindly agreed to come on with us um, and talk about mental health and how to how to manage stress and anxiety. So um, it's great to be able to introduce her and we'll go into the podcast. Welcome to another episode of In Orbit. Thank you for listening in. Joining Livna and I today is Customer Success Director at Mequilibrium, Rebecca Clements. Welcome to our podcast, Rebecca. Thank you all for having me. And uh, and we shall start by introducing Rebecca to our listeners. So Rebecca has 20 years of experience in a broad array of healthcare arenas, but she spent the majority of her career helping organizations execute successful well-being programs. Rebecca has been at McWilliam, also known as Nikio, for four years, and she works with experts to ensure customers have a solid strategy for developing individual and organizational resilience. Rebecca has worked for the wellness arm of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee um, on life health, and she began as a health coach, counseling and educating members in all aspects of wellness, including nutrition, exercise and stress management, and moved to the client relationship function for the majority of her tenure. Rebecca has a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition and is a registered dietitian and she spent her early career developing a weight management program and conducting diabetes education for a hospital system and private endocrinology clinic. So Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to have you on as our first external guest. Um, so that's a huge milestone. And it's um, especially important to us because we're discussing such an important topic, which is mental health. Um, so we'll dive right into the questions, if that's okay with you. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, it's lovely to have you on. So over the past few years, mental health has become normalized to talk about. What do you think has helped driven some of these significant shifts? Yes, you know, for a long time, mental health really took a backseat to physical health, right? So we've all heard the word stigma, people, you know, being afraid to talk about their mental well-being, mental health. But really, not enough tools existed to arm us and give us that comfort level that we need to have the right discussions. Even prior to the pandemic, you know, we were seeing an increase in tragic events of all kinds. I think that's been a driver, you know, for humans, you know, as individuals from an individual standpoint. But from an organizational standpoint, um, leaders have really increasingly recognized that putting these resources, making an effort to address mental and behavioral health issues in their employee populations, not just because of, of the cost of seeking care or the cost of people being out of work or missed days, um, but because they really see the importance as a culture. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's one of those things that we we now won't revert back on. And I think it's if companies aren't making that effort and those steps to support their employees in that way, then it's not particularly a company that you'd want to work for. And I think it's seen less and less. 
And which brings us to our next question, uh, Rebecca, which is about KBR employees. And since uh, we are at the heart of our business, um, and last year we began working with you and the team at MeQ to offer 24-7 support to our employees and their families, how much, um, I would like to ask you, has the usage of apps and platforms such as MeQ increased since the pandemic? Yeah, it's it's really pretty staggering when you look at some of the statistics. And we, we did some research, and our research has found that emotional well-being app downloads increased by 42% in 2020 wow. versus when you compare it to 2019. So 42% increase wow. in downloading of those emotional well-being apps. When you kind of lump all the wellness applications together, it could be, um, you know, exercise, spiritual, emotional well-being. When you put them all together, overall, we there have been 200 million downloads per quarter in 2021. And they're projecting that to continue at that rate for the remainder of this year. And do you, do you think that's because of going into lockdown or do you think that's kind of going back to our first question um, of it being more normalized? Do you think people just are feel more accepted to be able to download apps and get the help that they need? I think it's probably a little bit of both, right? We didn't have people, you know, were staying home, you know, not necessarily going out and seeking care if they even were to begin with, but also just the need, right? So there's such a great need when, when we realized the tremendous stress we were all under and seeing that, you know, there's tools out there that can help that we should all be taking advantage of. Yeah. So World Mental Health Day is fast approaching um, and it's one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast with you. Are there some important practices or exercises that people could perhaps do on a daily basis to help relieve anxiety and maintain their mental fitness? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I'll preface this a little bit by saying a member's journey in the Equilibrium program begins with a short assessment that allows us to create this personalized set of activities based on an individual's area of strength and weakness. Well, I like to call them opportunities, right? Yeah. Um, when it comes to managing stress. So what's specifically unique to Equilibrium is how the program really encourages daily practice of a variety of techniques that our members can actually schedule right on their calendars. And a couple of them, I think, are really important to this topic. The first one is called control what you can. So we can't, you know, it's really guiding through this thought process of we can't control everything that happens to us at work or anywhere else. So there are, but there are aspects of situations that we can control. And it's really important to recognize those, those opportunities to avoid burnout and stress. So when we look for what is in our control, we, we often find that we have a little more control than we originally thought. So making a situation a little bit more manageable, less overwhelming, you know, an example might be, you know, you can't control the outcome, for instance, of maybe a loved one's surgery, but you can really designate a specific time, you know, to journal your worries, you know, kind of designate that worry time or, you know, designate a time to reach out for updates so that that worry just doesn't become so overwhelming to you and start really interfering with your daily life activities. Yeah. Second one, 
that I think is, is, is so important for all of us right now is called Fill Your Tank. And it really is something that can help us manage our stress and reduce our burnout. And, you know, there's so much that comes at us on a day-to-day basis, hour-by-hour basis that can drain that energy over time. And that quickly leads to burnout and stress. You know, things like having unclear expectations, a lack of control, you know, all the demands of things that are coming at us. But you can really kind of build that mental, emotional, and those physical resources by just taking inventory of what are those things that fill you up and what are those things that drain you, right, or empty that tank. So this helps to ensure that you're fueling that energy, you know, as much as you're using it so there's a balance. Yeah. So things that fill our tank, right, eating healthy breakfast, taking a walking break during the day. Whatever they may be, you need, you know, it's important to figure out what are those things that allow you to recharge and really make time, set aside time in your day to do those things. Yeah. Right. Um, So speaking of that, uh, Rebecca, uh, would you like to tell us a little about uh, the links between mental well-being and physical well-being? Because you talked about activities that could help us recharge. Yes, yes. So at Mequilibrium, we call this the mind-body connection. Uh, You know, our head is connected to our body and stress begins in our mind, but it doesn't stay there. So we know that when we're under extreme stress, I mean, for one thing, it can, it's more difficult to focus on making healthy lifestyle choices like exercise and eating healthy, of course. Uh But We've evolved as humans to be able to handle short bouts of stress. It's, it's part of the way we're wired, but it's that chronic, drawn-out, unchecked stress response, right, that, that leads to, really can take its toll and lead to some serious damage to your body. So a couple of examples, you know, just what, when we're thinking about healthy versus chronic stress, you know, healthy stress response, you know, your muscles might tense up. That's good. You're preparing to deal with a threat. Your body triggers these muscle contractions so that you can act quickly and face whatever might be coming your way. But over time, you know, your body, you know, with with chronic stress, these muscle contractions become kind of involuntary. And really, that's when you start feeling those tension, headaches, migraines, aches, pains, stiffness. You know, for me, it's always in my lower back those kinds of things that are holding in stress. Mm. Heart, your heart rate skyrockets often when you're stressed. Um, that's a healthy response. You know, your circulatory system is ramping up. So to get that oxygen where it needs to go for you to manage whatever's coming your way. But when it becomes a chronic situation, stress causes those contractions of the heart muscles. So that prolonged stress really kind of puts your heart into overdrive and you're at greater risk for heart attack under those situations. So there's definitely a connection that, that, you know, our research tells us between long-term chronic stress and physical health. Yeah. As you say that, I'm like, oh, deep breaths, relax. (laughs) That's right. You know, I kind of feel it coming on anytime I'm doing something like this, right? You you know, it's healthy stress. You need that to be motivated to, to do things. Um, but, you know, I look down at my Fitbit and I see my, my heart rate's a little higher than it usually is, right? 
Yeah, actually, that's a really good point on Fitbits. I mean, I know that, I mean, I used to have one and I was, and me and my mum were exactly the same. We were obsessed that we had to get 20,000 steps every day just because that was the goal that we set. And I think it got to the point where we would just walk around the house because we're like, we, we have to get to this goal. And it became so unnecessary. Do you think it can go perhaps too far the other, the other way where you become obsessed with trying to meet particular goals? But I suppose that kind of links into what you were saying about control. That's right. You know, you, you, I think, you know, yeah, the wearables are great because they keep you on track and you can see, you know, what your progress is and really set your sights on those goals and trying to achieve it. But, you know, we, you always have to think about, you know, when it's becoming something that is an obsession or, you know, is kind of distracting to, you know, your normal day-to-day life that, you know, you might want to back down. <laughs> but that walking is healthy, right? So the more, more we, it's a stress reliever in itself. So. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a good addiction to have. <laughs> yes. If you're going to have one, that's the one to have. So for you personally, if you have five minutes before a meeting or if you're sitting in traffic, what's your go-to practice to clear negativity? Yeah, one interesting thing. So one one of the foundations of the Equilibrium program, right, is that your thoughts control your emotions and your behavior. Your thoughts control your emotions and, and your behavior. And as humans, we have 60,000 thoughts per day. 90% of those thoughts are the same day after day after day. And 85% of those thoughts are negative. So we are wired as humans to just kind of go to a negative place. Yeah. So one go-to MeQ activity for me is called assume the best. And there's two steps to this. One is really, and you'll hear this, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, you're going to hear this common thread when we're talking about different activities is taking a moment, taking a pause, making a conscious effort to notice appreciate, you know, the things that are going well, even, even small things, you know, what reasons do you have, you know, to be optimistic? The second thing is next time, you know, when you find yourself assuming the worst, we, we go to worst case scenario thinking, pause, ask yourself, you know, what evidence do you have to support this? More often than not, you know, this can kind of break that spell when you really take that pause and think about, you know, what's causing those negative thought patterns and really start to reframe that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think that's very, very useful advice, Rebecca. I think you know that that's really going to help all of us. And um, now that we are all going into work, you know, a couple of days a week, um, I'm curious to know that, you know, even now the hybrid work models are being talked about and, how does one mentally adjust to going into work a couple of days in a week and then being productive now that we are working from home? Uh, so what we now perceive as distractions at work because we are so used to working at our own pace and with a certain sense of focus at home now. Right. It's so interesting how it's all evolved. You know, when the pandemic started, one huge unknown was the impact of remote working. And in the beginning, those who typically went to an office every day really felt this sense of loss and this this sort of like lack of connection. And, you know, many people had just simple logistical issues of not having a designated workspace or at home or their kids are at home, you know. Um, but as time went on, we all adapted and many organizations saw increased efficiencies as a result of people being at home, you know, from a financial standpoint, from a productivity standpoint. 
And people just have become adjusted to more flexibility, right, also. So now there's kind of this need to readjust to a version of what was previously normal. And keys to success will be to plan ahead and two things, plan ahead and communicate effectively. Using that time in the office, making a plan to use it as time for collaboration, you know, if there's group group projects or team projects, things that really being face to face is helpful, you know, to move something forward that you're working on. Use that remote time for that focused individual things that you need to accomplish or catch up on. And the communication, I think, comes in in a couple of different ways. One is making sure your teams and colleagues understand when that focus time is going to be and make sure that, you know, and the communication and the openness of, of you know, when some people are in the office and some people aren't in the office, making sure those lines of communication are clearly outlined for how are we going to interact with each other now that we're sort of in this hybrid situation. Right. Yeah, I think that's it. It's going to work knowing that it's not going to be the same as your day at home and like realizing that before you go in and having a plan yeah instead of getting there and then stressing about (laughs) what you have or haven't done by nine (laughs) o'clock right (laughs) so um, most people do feel some kind of stress and have different levels of it on a daily basis is there a technique that can help to alleviate some of this stress Yeah. So we teach a really simple technique. It's very, you know, foundational to building resilience and managing stress in the equilibrium program. And it's really something that we teach very early on and and help people in their practice because it is so foundational to, you know, things that will evolve in the course of your journey with equilibrium. And we call this activity trap it, map it, zap it. So three steps, right? So step one is to trap it, you know, take that pause again and recognize what negative emotion is at the root of of what's causing you stress. Is it anxiety, frustration? Is it anger, sadness, guilt, embarrassment? There's all of these negative emotions that we feel. And in the program, we really help people kind of identify what is that go-to emotion, you know, that you typically have. We all sort of have a signature emotion that causes us stress. Mine is guilt. But so, you know, recognize that. What is that negative emotion? Think about, then you map it to the, the exact thought feed that's causing that emotion. Um, I'm guilt. I'm feeling guilty because I'm, you know, working instead of, you know, at my daughter's soccer game, right? Like, um, what is map it to that emotion that you're feeling and then kind of take a step back and challenge or examine those thoughts. Sometimes our thoughts aren't accurate. Many times our thoughts aren't accurate. You know, anxious thoughts take us all of these, you know, in all of these worst case scenario thinking patterns. In this case, you can, you know, reframe those thoughts to be more realistic or accurate to the situation. Sometimes, and what we've learned more in the past 18 months, I think, than ever before, is that our, sometimes our thoughts are accurate, right? People are really going mm-hmm. through something. And, you know, we've yeah. truly been wronged or you've experienced a loss or, you know, there is some, something traumatic has happened to you. But 
those thoughts, you know, are accurate, but they're leading to a response that doesn't serve, serve us well. So in this case, you reframe those thoughts just to, to kind of better support yourself, you know, and then that's the zap it phase, right? Is this thought accurate? If no, you know, if you're like, eh, maybe I'm overreacting, right? We all have a tendency, again, we're wired to the negative. How can you reframe those thoughts to be more accurate in the situation? Um, is my daughter really going to, you know, suffer long-term consequences of me missing one soccer game? You know, start kind of, she's going to be okay. I'll be at the next soccer game. Um, if the thought is accurate, you know, there, there's truly something going on. How can you reframe those thoughts to better serve you, make you feel better in the moment so yeah. that you can move forward? Oh, well, that was so interesting, Rebecca. Thank you for being with us today. I feel like I've already got a lot to take away myself to <laughs> to uh, work into my daily life. That's terrific. Wonderful. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for your time and such infi- such an insightful session today. Thank you all. Levna, I thought that was a fantastic interview. I don't know about you, but I think I've gone away with a lot of interesting facts and tips to help me help me with my stress, something I'm terrible for. <laughs> no, absolutely, Jo. I would 100% agree with you. And there's, I think, a, a lot of people, I'm sure, are going to, like, you know, save this podcast episode because it's going to help them. I think the kind of information that Rebecca shared is so useful to everybody, I think, in all aspects of their lives, whether it is at work or at home or, you know, and dealing with any situation uh, so to speak so i think this was absolutely inf- insightful and it is absolutely i think necessary and it's it's great that we could do this yeah definitely and i think it's great that all of the tips were you didn't need to have anything with you you didn't need anything it just needed to be you in your mind and just checking in and and seeing where you are with things i love the point you know that she made about healthy stress and unhealthy stress i think it's so important to really draw the line between the two um, and you know, I mean, just you know, understand where what might impact you in what manner. So I think it was a very, very well-rounded approach that Rebecca has, and I'm sure it's going to benefit everybody who's going to listen to this episode. Yeah. So for everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have enjoyed interviewing Rebecca. I had such a nice time, um, in fact, with Joe to host this episode, and thank you, uh, Joe, for having me host this with you oh it was so fun this is the first one that we've kind of done the two of us so it was really good to do (laughs) yes yes so hopefully we will see you on the next episode of in orbit um and stay safe thank you everybody